Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, brought to you on the third Thursday monthly. Or, <laughs> boy, I have a typo on this. <laughs> Um, third Tuesday monthly from 1 to 2 p.m. A Serious Radio Live is hosted by the wonderful Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. They always have an amazing show prepared with wonderful topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, and more. They invite you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. So without further ado, I give you both Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you, Thank Courtney. you very much, Courtney. And hello, everybody, and a happy new year to uh, everybody listening. Yeah, very happy new year, and happy new year to you, Chrissy. Except that I've already said it to you before, but still. <laughs> yeah, still, it's always good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so today is our first cosmic master class. Yes, and uh, the topic and, is. No, we've we've covered, haven't we, the twelve blessings and the nine freedoms in depth, and one or two other topics. And now we're going to start going through the teachings and the, the significant teachings of the cosmic masters in more depth and different aspects of them, and especially majoring on the other extremely important uh, master to us and to the world, the Master Ethereus, our namesake, yeah. who, of course, after whom the show is named. And as long with uh, Mars Sector 6, who delivered the nine freedoms, and the Master Jesus, who delivered the 12 blessings, is the other most prolific, possibly the most prolific, Chrissy, of all the communicators and teachers through his pupil, actually, his star pupil, in fact, Dr. George King. Absolutely. A wonderful uh, cosmic master, Master Aetherius. And today, the topic that we're going to be covering is, is one of recognizing the dark forces in our world. And I, Richard, I think you want to begin by explaining really what is meant by that. Yes, and why we're tackling it at all, because right. it's, a, it's a topic that Chrissy and I are very, we've talked about this, we're very aware of the fact that many in the mind-body-spirit movement and indeed in, in the New Age movement and in various religions as well, steer clear of quite deliberately they, they don't want to touch it. It's not appealing. Of course it isn't. And they, they even feel in some cases that by even mentioning it, you somehow empower the negative by even talking about it. And right. we really want to address that head on because it's our view and the view, more importantly, of the Cosmic Masters that that kind of approach has to be changed. We have to recognize it. We have to face up to it. And then we can, and only then, can we start to do something about it? Exactly, and it's only logical because if there's something within us that we don't like, uh, we, we can never change it unless we focus on it. And anything wrong in the world, unless we focus on that, there's no way it's going to change. So whether we like it or not, this is something we need to really understand uh, before we can really move into the light. And um, Agreed. I know in theosophy, Actually, Chrissy, I, I always sort of compare it to sort of trying to address ecology without facing up to the existence of pollution or never mentioning pollution. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and you can't. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'd go further than that. You can't really understand the human world, certainly in our physical world, without knowing about this subject, I'm afraid. Yes, unfortunately, because it's real, it does exist, it affects everyone on this planet in one degree or another, and it's something, if we really are serious about becoming a spiritual worker, and I know the listeners are, uh, it's something that we have to address. And we it have, is. but it's not, we have tools. This is a wonderful thing, and I think we've mentioned this before yes. in through the Nine Freedoms, mm. that the great, wonderful thing, one wonderful thing about the Cosmic Masters is that they always give us the solutions, the tools, and this is something we'll be offering in this show to do today. Exactly, and and the other thing I would say is that the Ethereum Society is, I think, uh, and I do believe this, the most well-placed organization to address this issue. I think partly, or largely in fact, because of our founder president, uh, Dr. George King, who was an absolute expert on this topic and on this subject, yeah. really understood it both on this realm and on others, as we'll be discussing next month, the other realms. Uh, we're dealing more with what happens here in the physical realm today. But he was an expert on psychic self-defense. And by the way, if any listeners do feel in need of psychic self-defense, if you do feel, and you've got to be careful as well and not, be silly about this, uh, you know, and, and not imagine that everything that happens to you is, is interference. It could be, you know, your own karma. It could be our own stupidity. It could be any number of things. But if you seriously feel, yes, I, I am getting some kind of interference, some dark force interference or psychic interference, then I do recommend the outstanding CDs, which are also can be downloaded from org on psychic self-defense. Don't you, Chrissy? Oh, they're absolutely fantastic. Really, really fantastic. Yeah, mm. some of my favorites. Yeah. Well, Chrissy, where shall we begin, having said a little preamble there? <laughs> well, um, we we're going to look at two transmissions today, are we not? Uh, the first one yes. by the Master of Theories, as you say, um, From Free Will to Freedom, is the title, mm -hmm. and the second one, um, Mars Sector 6, is Fight Ye the Evil. And these are very, very important transmissions on this topic. And uh, mm -hmm. we're also going to have, towards the end of this show, uh, an interactive part, so please stay tuned. We're going to do some very, very positive um, exercises that will certainly help you, uh, all the listeners, if you join in with them in very positive ways. So um, please do stay tuned throughout this show. Absolutely true, absolutely true. And of course, with From Free Will to Freedom, which is also available, by the way, on CD and, and download, I believe it's available on download, um, we're not able to cover the whole transmission. It's a fascinating transmission mm. um, by Master Theorist, and it's preceded by one by Master Sector 6 as well. But uh, we're going to, and followed by a short one by Master Sector 6, but we're going to just use one section of that and I believe this is one of my personal favorites, Chrissy, of all the teachings that the Ethereum really? Society has, this transmission, yes. And this particular section, I think, is just outstanding. And so why don't we just start with that then, Chrissy? Okay. Uh, you'd like me to read the first part? If you'd be kind enough, because you do it so well. <laughs> okay. Well, this is um, part of the transmission by the Master Ethereum delivered through 
the founder of the society, our master, Dr. George King, and it begins, well, it doesn't begin, this is a, a, an extract from the middle of this transmission. Let us examine for a moment how the dark forces work. Then we can tear them out of the cupboard and we will be able to recognize them in the future when they come tapping at our doors with sliminess. Yes, I think there, straight away, the master theorist has addressed why it is that we need to at least recognize the dark forces in our world, because only then can we mm. deal with them. And there's one thing about the master theorist, there are several things about him. One is that his, his teachings always operate on several levels, at least two levels. Another is he's always very positive. He's saying right from the beginning, then we can tear them out of the cupboard. So he's not... Um, you know, it, it's not a sort of helpless, oh dear, isn't this awful approach. Quite the opposite. It's, a, it's an unemotional, analytical examination of the situation as it is and then what we need to do to deal with it. Absolutely. And so it continues, as men live upon earth, so the great dark forces are in the lower astral realm. Cunning beings who have protected themselves from death as you know it beings who want to gain control of the whole planet. Yes, this is quite a revelation, and I want to be clear here that the Master of Theorists here is not talking about the kind of interfering entities that we might have come across, and most people may mm. not come across this sort of thing much at all, depending what they're doing. They won't be interested in people who aren't doing very much good. Right. But he's talking, and he uses the phrase, the great dark forces, by which he doesn't mean great in the sense of being fantastic, <laughs> quite the opposite, but in the sense of being powerful. powerful uh, these yeah. are not your, if, if there is such a thing, run-of-the-mill dark forces. These, um, And he goes on to explain who they are. They have protected themselves. They're in the lower astral realms. Again, there are many mystical organizations who know about other realms, who love to talk about the higher realms, which we all love to talk about and we love to focus on, but don't mention the lower astral realms at all. I mean, either they don't know about them or they just don't want to go there. There are some exceptions who really have, do work in this area, and, and, and it's a very unpleasant area to work in, and very noble work it is too. But we do, as well as having the higher realms, and there are seven realms, of course, including this one, there are four lower realms, sometimes referred to as the hells, if you like, not as depicted by Dante in the Inferno, as he's the first to admit exactly, but, however, ghastly places in, 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 in perhaps more modern ways. They might look like uh, cities on the physical plane, parts of them. Um, but they are lower astral realms, and there are these so-called great dark forces there who don't come back. They, they can prevent themselves from coming back for a time at least and right. they're the ones who are the real problem who really want uh, who to bring about wars to bring about the unfair distribution of wealth and all the things that we have i i, I heard a news report chrissy the other day in fact mm -hmm. a couple of days ago i don't know if you saw this according to oxfam the charity oxfam right very soon 1% of the world, the richest 1% of the world, will own more than all the other 99%. Wow. That's if that incredible. isn't a mad, manipulated world, mm. what is? 
Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And um, it, it's very. I think it's a very important point for people to recognise their lower astral realms because I know uh, a survey was done when um, asked people asking whether they would go to heaven or hell, and the vast majority believe they would go to heaven, and only I think about mm. a couple of percent said hell were probably the honest ones. Well, maybe not. But um, <clears throat> the thing is, uh, you could call the lower astral realms the hells, and you could call the higher mental realms the heavens, but it depends on what we do. It's how we vibrate. I mean, if we've spent mm-hmm. our life murdering and taking, abusing drugs, and uh, how c- we're vibrating in a certain way, and we will go to that realm to which we vibrate. So it's up to mm, us to live life, which is the precious life, to make sure that we do um, live in the light and give service and so on. And next month, again, I repeat, we're going to talk about some beings uh, called the Six Adepts who specialize in working in that area. And this is um, something that uh, marks them out, really, as the heroes mm. of the age. They're, they're beings who, you know, rather than, as, as, as we're often told about great masters and yogis, sort of enter bliss and go to the highest realms they can for as long as they can. They do the exact opposite, but we'll, we'll keep that for next month. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Mm. Thank you, Richard. I'll continue. So these dark forces wish to gain control of the whole planet. So what do they do? They bring about those conditions of confusion within the minds of weak-willed terrestrial man so that fear, the great evil, enters in. Once fear is there, then doubt comes in by the same door, for the door is wide open. This is is fascinating, isn't it? So Mm, to summarize that, then you have people who are confused and Uh, weak-willed. I'm afraid that is the... Uh, I think rather polite description of a lot of people on earth actually to be honest but however that is the state uh, of fact and in that state then then all kinds of fears fears that people might not even recognize as fears we we covered this quite a bit when we covered the yeah. first freedom as you might remember bravery and the very significant fact that bravery was actually chosen as the first freedom so before mm-hmm. we could really manifest love we couldn't do that without bravery. Before we could properly serve the world, we couldn't do that either without bravery, before, before we could become enlightened and so on. Bravery is absolutely key because we have to rid ourselves of these fears. We might call them insecurities, phobias, any kind of name. Um, they beset us more than perhaps we realize. Fear of the unknown, fear of our own abilities, fear of our lack of abilities. And... Mm. This is the thing that they play on. And then, interestingly, he says that doubt comes in through the same door. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very... He, he twins those two as absolutely coupled. And I, I pondered that a lot, Chrissy. And mm-hmm. I've come to the conclusion that doubt is rationalized fear. Oh, very you interesting. Off, yeah, when, when you hear some of these sometimes very learned... Um, quite convincing intellectuals talking about the, the doubts and against one religion or another or all religion possibly, you can also see sometimes at the heart of it a kind of irrational fear that's driving mm. them on. Yeah. Right, right. That's very interesting, yeah. So at that point we have to, I think all of us, 
uh, have to uh, examine ourselves. It all comes back to looking at yourself honestly. And I just mm-hmm. want to throw in here, and it's off the subject slightly, but astrologically, we're now in, since December, a period in Saturn in Sagittarius when we will be seeking the truth, when the truth, uh, and we have to start with that truth within us. And if we see fear in any form, then it's up to us to um, use the tools as given, the nine freedoms uh, and so on, to just send that out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I'll continue. Yes, please. This is the state. I'm sorry. This is the state where the great power that you worship without understanding lies almost dormant. Then, in this state, can man be told very cunningly about the great enjoyments of certain sexual pleasures and the power moves, so that a great yearning is started within man, so that he becomes body. Yes, this is. Um, we, do you want to read on a little bit more, and we we can sort of yes. re- go through this again? Yeah. In order to satisfy this yearning, man must use the power a little further, so that he may become brain and mind, so that he may cooperate further with the foul machine of cunningly conceived materialism. So he educates his mind for two purposes. Firstly, to cooperate with the materialistic trap but secondly, to further indulge in his basic delights. Then the dark forces have him. He is cornered and trapped. He imposes limitation after limitation upon himself, and life after life he comes back in this foul scheme of limitation. I think there, Chrissy, in that passage that you've just read, you have an absolutely brilliant, not a very uh, popular certainly appealing but a very honest description Mm. of the condition i'm afraid of the human race that first of all we've got fear and doubt and people have a lot Mm -hmm. of doubt i mean we we all know that i mean you only have to be on the platform this platform to encounter just doubt as a sort of blanket force and Mm -hmm. fear and we all suffer from these things from time to time. And in that state, and this is where it becomes, if you like, more mystical or more occult in the, in the proper sense of that word, this is the state where the great power, that's a reference to Kundalini, of course, mm-hmm. lies almost dormant. So that sort of um, disempowers us, this state of fear and doubt. And so that we're, oh. we, our Kundalini, our, our, which should be our motivating force for inspiration, wisdom, uh, knowledge, compassion, true love, and everything else, is almost dormant. And then while it is, we're told cunningly about the great enjoyments of certain sexual pleasures and the power moves. And I think that's something that most of us have experienced on more than one occasion. A great yearning is started, and we become body. Yeah. So then we are sort of, if you like, uh, trapped in materialism as opposed mm-hmm. to the spiritual side of life. And then I think this is very interesting, this passage. To satisfy this yearning, man must use the power a little further so that he may become brain and mind. And so he, he does this, we're told, or we do this, uh, not in order to educate ourselves um, primarily for the, for, in a spiritual way or even a philosophical way uh, or, in, or even a way of service. Primarily it's done in order to keep in being the materialistic scheme that we have. Uh, 
mm-hmm. without any other goal beyond that. There can be brilliant, brilliant things. And of course, there are exceptions. Of course, there's wonderful compassion and love and healing going on and help at a material level too, which is essential going on. But I do come back to the thing I said at the beginning, that, and this is really hot off the press, that 1% own more than the other 99%. And if that was corrected, that one thing alone would solve all the materialistic problems in the world, I would have thought. But, mm. but this is interesting. The educational system, we're told, is brought into being, as we know it, mainly to cooperate with the materialistic trap and to indulge our basic delights of, of various kinds, I suppose. And in that state, then, we, we, are, we are absolutely uh, robots, in a way. That word isn't used, but, you know, absolutely in the hands of the dark forces. Where he says we're cornered, we're trapped. But then, this is the interesting uh, revelation here, we impose limitation after limitation upon ourselves, and life after life, we come back in this foul scheme of limitation. So we create then negative karma by cooperating with it. We demand that it must continue. And it's an absolute vicious circle. And it was all created or influenced in the beginning by these dark forces who want to disempower humanity. They don't want mm. inspired people of great service and light walking about. Uh, there are such people, of course, and always have been. But they want the, the the world as a whole to be impotent. Yeah. Well, thank you for that explanation. That's a very, very important part of the transmission, isn't it? And very, I think, very. The next, the next part is wonderful because now we have the solution, mm. Master Ethereus. How do you break this? And he says, you can tear a dark force wide open and break away quite easily by detaching yourself from your basic delights, by detaching yourself from the materialistic scheme of things. Yes, I, 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 always, I love the positive. Don't you love how positive the master of theories is? He doesn't just say, you know, you can break away by detaching yourself from your basic delights. He says you can break away quite easily. Yes. It's so encouraging. Yes. It's something we can do. It's well within our grasp to do this. And, of course, if we do it, uh, he says, we, we tear a dark force wide open. They are then impotent. If they don't have any hold over us, because we've detached from our basic delights, detached from the materialistic scheme, that then, then he says we've broken away. And the Master of Theories isn't saying that you should move away from society and go and live in the mountains um, no, that's not what is meant by detachment from materialism. We still have work to do, jobs to go to, but our state of mind is more should be more or less to render under Caesar what is Caesar's. Do the best we can in our work, in a spirit of service, as perfectly as possible. But then detaching from the fruits, realizing it's a means to an end, and the end mm. should be uh, the spirituality. What we can do to move help move humanity forward to help heal and so on mm. and um did you did you know what dr king said about that quote chrissy you, you render unto caesar what is caesar's he made a little oh, alteration no. to it he said render unto caesar what caesar thinks is caesar's oh yeah that's even better <laughs> <laughs> that's very good <laughs> yeah do you want to continue yes the Master Ethereus, um, 
goes on and explains then uh, that what, when we do this, when we detach, he says, you send out fear, you send out doubt by the same door, you become a person of courage. Why? Because you are a person of light who has activated the karmic law upon your behalf. You have not fallen for the trap of those who devise conditions so that you would activate the karmic law against yourself. No, you have activated it positively, and its positive rays come down unto you, and the great power moves, but in its entirety, up through the centers. Yes, I, I think one of the things this extract is, by the way, at one level, is a, an extremely revealing insight into the force of the power of Kundalini. And right. in the first part, when we are prone to our basic delights and we want to then educate our brain and mind, perhaps the, the Kundalini, Kundalini it, we're told it moves, I would suggest that it probably moves up the front of the body, um, and then to educate the brain and mind, I mean partially, I don't, certainly don't mean in its entirety, uh, would activate then perhaps an even higher center, possibly uh, the, maybe to some degree the solar plexus center, so that we become brain and mind. Um, and in this section that you're now reading, we have the reverse. We have the mm -hmm. kundalini rising, and this must be up the, the, the back of the spine where it's meant to rise, um, and in its entirety up through the centers. So not just partial rise in the wrong direction, but a, a positive rise uh, up the back of the spine. That, well, that would be uh, an occult, if you like, explanation of what the master theorist is, is revealing here. Yeah, and I don't know if you agree, Richard, but the whole, when you read it and hear it, the whole energy behind it is so different from the previous paragraph. It's like it's so positive, it's yeah. so hopeful, it's so inspiring. It is. And we yeah. have this solution. And it doesn't, yeah, ha it's not, doesn't have to be hard. Um, no. But it's fantastic. So the next part, um, your brain and mind, I think that is the next part. Yes, it is. Um, yes. Become, become open to the forces within you, and you become all-powerful and all-knowing. Mm. That's but enlightenment. No longer can... I'm sorry, did you want to... No, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm just saying okay. that's enlightenment. You know, uh, as you raise right, the Kundalini, right. all-powerful, all-knowing, it's raised up to the highest centers, which, of course, we covered in detail with the nine freedoms. Absolutely. And no longer, then, can they activate conditions against you, for you stand protected in the midst of the battle, and your armor, my friends, is not the armor of men, but the armor put around you by the great ones by the spark of God within yourself, and you go forward a virtual spiritual juggernaut, shedding your light and casting out fear and doubt whenever it raises its foul head. Wow, that's I love that spiritual juggernaut, don't you? <laughs> oh, really? That's a fantastic paragraph, isn't it? I mean, really. It certainly is. It's so inspiring and it's so empowering and telling us what we can do We've activated karma positively, too, is another thing that comes out in the first uh, section where we're cooperating with the materialistic scheme. We're also creating negative karma, which guarantees we have to stay in it. It's a real vicious circle. Now this is a virtuous circle. We've freed ourselves from that. We are now raise the kundalini in the right way. Uh, we, we throw out doubt. We throw out fear. We detach from basic materialism, 
And now we're creating positive karma. And because we are, we're bringing down the radiance. First of all, the positive rays will come down to us. This will cause uh, the, the power to rise upwards. It'll be activated by this, these forces that are coming down to us. And then we are in the midst of the battle and our armor is not the armor of men. Uh, it's interesting you said earlier, Chrissy, about it's not a question of dropping out from materialism and so on. It's a question of our detaching from it. it and I always see it as being in it but not of it. I know that's no cliche, right. but I think right. it's exactly what's being referred to here. Absolutely. So, the next so I think How? that I'm, brings I'm us, Chrissy, to a sort of a halfway mark almost and before we go into our second transmission, doesn't it? Oh, right. Yes, that is... Um Yes, absolutely, it does. So this is a good point to have a break. And uh, over to Courtney for the announcements, do you think, Richard? I think Before so, because then we can come back with our second transmission we want to talk about, which is Fight Ye the Evil by Mars Sector 6, which is a groundbreaking transmission and a massive change and a brand new concept, I think, is, in, is contained in this that I certainly have, haven't really heard uh, before. Absolutely. So thank you very much, Courtney. Uh, over to you. Thank you, guys. You're listening to Aetherius Radio Live. There will be celebrations for the birthday of the Aetherius Society's founder, Dr. George King, on Sunday, January 25th, throughout the Society. For details, please visit www.aetherius.org. And you can also visit Aetherius.org for more information on upcoming events, lectures, and workshops in London, Los Angeles, Royal Oak, Michigan, and other centers around the world. Today's show will include some spiritual practices from the book by Dr. George King and Richard Lawrence, entitled Realize Your Inner Potential, available from the Aetherius Society, Amazon.com, and other bookstores. The CD referred to on Psychic Self-Defense by Dr. George King is also available from the Aetherius Society. These can be found at aetherius.org. You can find out more information about Richard Lawrence on his website, richardlawrence.co.uk, and Chrissy Blaze at chrissyblaze.com and astrologycity.com. Now back to your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you. Now, well, Chrissy, um, um, uh, yes. Yeah, sorry, I'm interrupting you. Please go on. No, no, continue. <laughs> I think we we should probably explain to our listeners. They might wonder why. Um, uh, well, it tends to be me interrupting you. I think uh, yeah. it's because we're not in the same studio. We are thousands of miles apart, and we can't always see who's about to speak so easily. <laughs> but um, uh, so it's certainly not. Uh, we're, we're, we're certainly not trying to be rude at all here to each other. But what I, what I would say, Chrissy, perhaps with this one, rather than going through it line by line, we should just give a, a sort of a broad brush explanation of some of the main points that Mars Sector 6 makes. I think it's too long for us to do it line by line. That's a very good point, Richard. I, as you say, it's, it's very long, and I, I know you've um, done a lot of research on this too. So, and I, also I have, actually. Time, yes, that will give us time to for people listening, and if you're listening, uh, do continue to the end because we will be um, performing very very wonderful spiritual practice at the end or practices as Courtney mm. said from the amazing handbook Realize Your Inner Potential I mean if, if you want to get a book that's chock full of 
spiritual practices. Um, um, it's really one of the best books you can get, probably the best spiritual handbook by Dr. George King and Richard Lawrence also. So this is an amazing book, and we're going to take these. It has a fantastic breathing exercises. It has prayer. It has everything you can think about to help you in your advancement. So we will be, at the end, um, drawing some practices from that incredible book, and I do highly recommend you get a copy of it. Thank you, Chrissy. Yes, and I would say all those exercises were either taught by or through Dr. George King. I, I was privileged to co-author it, but this, the architect is def very much Dr. King and certainly not myself. But I, I, shall I then sort of touch on the main points, and they're fascinating points indeed, that Mars yes. Sector 6 makes here, and then you can lead us in some of those practices you, you kindly mention. Um, the first point that Mars Sector 6 makes really is, is a similar point, uh, to, to the master Ethereus, which is before you can combat evil, or the, which he describes as this involution, you must be able to recognize it. You can't fight that which you cannot see. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, that, again, we've, we've covered some of the points of that already, and he covers others. Lies, of course, is a thing. Pessimistic dwellings is a thing. Here's another thing that he, he picks out. You might want to say something about this, Chrissy. He says, evil always strikes at that which is doing the most good. Yeah, I think that's a very, very good point, and it's something that is mentioned later on in the transmission as well. And, um, you know, all of you listeners, I'm sure you've heard people criticizing someone. It may be the boss at work or someone who's really doing something important, like spiritual work in some way. And yet um, they love to try and tear them down. And I thought about this a lot, why, why this is su such a, seems to be a part of human nature. And I think one of the reasons is because that person, that shining light, whoever they may be, maybe in the medical field, the spiritual field, who's you know, busting themselves to really, really help and heal and move civilization forward, it's kind of making that person feel guilty in a way because they're not doing it. And people have to be really, really honest. And if you're guilty of that, um, you know, I think it's time we need to look at ourselves and why, why are we doing that? And I, I think it makes people feel perhaps they should be doing more, but they don't want to admit it because that person, they may not be perfect and they probably aren't. Uh, they're probably not saints, but they're doing everything in their power to help. And, um, you know, we should be giving them our support if we know they're going in the right direction. But instead, humanity loves to try and bring them down to their level, yes. I think. And I think Indeed. it's because also um, that person, whoever it is, is taking on the responsibility that really they should help with, but they're not. So there's, I think there's that, too. And there's other things. I think you're well, right. I um, and yet there's this rather wonderful statement, Chrissy, where the Martha says, those on your earth who are specially chosen to, to, do, to do the greatest job among you are the choice targets for the evil, lying, black mm -hmm. schemers who plot in darkness behind them so that their foul arrows reach out like the death-dealing weapons which they are. Wow. Yeah, so that's, absolutely. Um, that's what, yeah, that sums up what you, you were saying there, I think. Yeah, and perhaps we and, hear something and also, about the person... Yes, please. And no, perhaps please, we hear something do. about that person from someone else, and then people believe it. And they say, oh, mm -hmm. there's no smoke without fire. But I attest that there is smoke without fire. You know, it's, uh, there definitely why do we is believe... smoke without fire. <laughs> I'm sorry? 
There definitely can be smoke without fire. That's one, one old saying that isn't always true, actually. Especially Absolutely. when the dark forces are involved, because they, they, they live, uh, their food and drink is lies. So they that. make things up, of course, and there may be no fire, or smoke rather, whatsoever. So I think one thing all spiritual, spiritually minded people and spiritual workers, and probably we've all done this at some point in our lives, we have to be very, very careful if we're judging someone who's obviously doing something good. And look at ourselves, you know, and think, you know, would you, and, you know, I think it's very a very, very important point because we're not helping that person in their, you know, in their quest to, to heal and to uplift. We're actually hindering. We're working directly with the dark forces. Is that what we want? Is that what mm-hmm. we really want? And, again, it takes a lot of self-honesty, but I think it's something, it's something that will come up, you know, if we're really trying to move forward in the spiritual path, it will come up every, at every opportunity in our lives, and it's something we have to be very, very aware of. So damaging. Absolutely, and so that's one thing we're told to look out for. And another thing that Mars Sector 6 identifies is that the dark forces give us a path which is designed to lead us, it's quite similar here to, to, to the Master Theorist, to lead us into ease, comfort, and it's mm-hmm. the clutches of they who would take away from you your capacity to differentiate. So he's, he's, in, he's virtually saying here that if we go into this uh, ease and comfortable life, uh, basic delights was the master theorist's term, I suppose, for a similar thing. We will lose our capacity to, to differentiate, to discriminate, to know what is good and what is evil. And so these are some of the things that, that he picks out, condemnation and lies and so on. But he also tells us exactly what we can do about it. And I'm, we're going to go into that. But before we do, uh, he makes a very interesting and very important point and a change because Mars Sector 6 is a karmic lord so when he he doesn't just give a teaching he virtually gives a law if you like in the same way as you might say was given to Moses of old they were laws they were much much more basic actually Um, uh, I'm not saying they weren't great but they were very very basic compared to some of the teachings were being given now Uh, but if they were accurately known, and that's a big if, they would be laws that we had to follow. And he says there has been a change now. And whereas at one time, we were talking about this before the show, weren't we, Chrissy? Yes. Um, we were instructed to allow evil to flow over us. In mm. these days, we're told to fight it. And just before we go more into that, he tells us something, and this is what I said earlier, I think is completely brand new. He says, then we will help the dark forces. Now that's a concept I haven't come across uh, in this way anyway. Uh, it's always been, yeah, protect yourself from them maybe. Sometimes it's ignore them. In the case of certain theosophical writings, it could be, uh, I think there's a quote, seal the door where evil dwells. Uh, in right. in, in t- case of orthodox religion, it's basically, well, you know, you go to heaven, you're stuck there, sorry, hell, you're stuck there forever and it's all over, forget it. I mean, I can't think of a more fearful doctrine than that, I'm afraid to say, sorry to say. Mm. Um, but here, the Master, Master Sector 6, is telling us 
that by allowing the evil to flow over us, by not fighting it, even by passive resistance, which he says is no longer the way now, uh, we are not helping them. Whereas if we stand firm, and there's two ways he tells us to do that, then we will help to free them, the dark forces that is, from their own nefarious schemes. I think that motive, Chrissy, is Mm. a complete revelation it really is, and uh, thank you for pointing out in that way, because to be honest, I haven't really looked at it like that before, and it, it is mm. quite a, a revelation, that. Yes, he says, um, do this by sending out a transmuting beam toward the evil one, stand firm. In this way, you will help them before their nefarious schemes can be carried out. If you allow evil to be brought to bear against that which is so obviously good and true, you allow, too, the evil one to involve himself in even worse evil. So it's, it's a question of taking action. And the, the old approach, as I say, you even find it in, in mystical writings, well, those that even mention it at all, some avoid it completely, um, they aren't doing anything about it. They are allowing it to continue, in a sense. They might have ways of protecting themselves. But if we make a stand, and we're told here to make a stand, and we're, and we're going to go on to how we make that stand, then we'll help and start the journey of transmutation into the light. Right. That's so true. Um, would this, do you want me, should we continue with this transmission? Or would this yes, be a good well, point? I think what I should do now then, perhaps, Chris, is mention the two ways that uh, the Master, the Lord, Karmic Lord Master Six tells us to do this. Uh, the first one, he says, is through truth. Making a right. stand for truth. Standing firm by truth. Now this, I mean, this radio station uh, hopefully is making a stand for truth. Um, All those people who work in any way, it doesn't mean you've got to go out, I think, and necessarily be a lecturer or a speaker or a broadcaster or a writer. You can do it by supporting truth wherever you find it, by working for truth, by distributing literature that is true. Uh, but not allowing, not accepting lies. And, uh, you know, we, we are on this world, as has been explained by the Master of Theorists, indoctrinated by a false scheme. So Mars Sector 6 is going perhaps even further here uh, than the Master of Theorists by telling us to actively take uh, a stand for truth, and this will bring a transmuting effect. It's not necessarily that we're going, to, we're going to go out and try and have an argument and win it. It isn't that at all. Uh, we may appear to lose it. I say appear to lose it. But just by making the stand and remaining firmly committed to it, karma uh, comes into play and it must win in the end. And Mars Sector 6 also talks about how beneficial it is for us because he says that if we have faith in in uh, holy works like the Twelve Blessings and allow ourselves to be inspired by works like this, then we can radiate such a brilliant white light around ourselves that evil cannot enter in. So that's quite a promise mm-hmm. there. And I think there's a very good example of this, actually, Chrissy. It's something you and I have been involved in for decades, which is the UFO movement. And mm. I say you and I, I mean, Dr. King led a rally uh, in 1958, in a place called Trafalgar Square in London, a big place in London, not too far from Westminster, where Parliament is, 
uh, for the truth to come out from governments who were lying all over the world at that time about flying saucers. I'm not saying they're telling all the truth now, but those lies have been exposed. The British government has been exposed. The American government has been exposed and others have been exposed. Uh, not saying they don't try other techniques of disinformation. And certainly the UFO movement uh, is corrupted by false claims, um, knowingly or unknowingly, as well as the true ones. So there's still a lot of uh, discrimination required and standing for truth required. But it's a good example of that particular truth, the fact that governments had lied about the... They denied all knowledge of UFOs completely, uh, has been exposed. Yeah, that's a very good example. And that was a movement, by the way, uh, which was cursed by very prominent dark forces. That's a very good example. So that's one. Now, the other thing that Mars Sector 6 mentions, and this will lead us on to the practices that you're going to lead us in, Chrissy, is sending out light. And he, he mentioned sending out white light, sending out the violet flame, which we've mentioned before uh, on Aetherius Radio Live, a fantastic transmuting protective uh, practice, the violet flame practice, and also the golden energy from the golden sphere. And there are various ways one can do this, and one of the best, of course, Chrissy, is through prayer. Did you, did you want to mention a particular prayer? Oh, yes, one wonderful prayer, which is published in um, Realize Your Inner Potential, is a prayer for spiritual workers. And I think all of you listening as spiritual workers, it's um, something that will certainly, you'll certainly find is very, very beneficial to do this on a regular basis. So um, is this, do you think, Richard, a good time to lead in the prayer and uh, perhaps do the I do. Uh, I think it might be a good thing if we perhaps went through the prayer first and okay. then you led us in it. And just before you do, I I would suggest that, uh, I would point out rather, that whatever anyone's religious beliefs or views of Christianity or the church or anything else, they would have to admit that the Martha Jesus was an exceptionally brave individual, person, master, being of light, uh, who stood for what he believed to be true and was willing to die as he demonstrated for it, whatever your belief and who didn't mince words. And this prayer, actually, although it's a very compassionate prayer, it doesn't mince words either, in fact. It does spell out uh, who exactly the the spiritual worker needs to pray uh, towards to send light to return, if you like, good for evil. So I'll I'll now leave you, Chrissy, if you would kindly, to, to introduce us to that prayer. Right, and I'll read it first, as Richard said, and then we'll... Join together everybody by raising the hands and allowing um, the power to flow through us and during this prayer. Almighty God, I bless all those who, because of their limitations, would smite me. And Richard, please do comment uh, if you wish to. Well, all I was going to say there, Chrissy, again, is is showing that he's, although it's compassionate, it's a blessing and done and should only be done with love. It's also immediately acknowledging that those who do smite me, the spiritual worker, are limited by so doing. That's all. But please carry on. Almighty God, I bless all those who, because of their weakness, would not heed me. Almighty God, I bless all those who, because of their ignorance, would defile you 
through me. And I ask, O mighty God, O wondrous power, that your strength may be given to me now, so that I may be, might be fortified by this, so that I might go forward bravely into the world, and despite reception, send forth my love of thee throughout all races of man. Did you want to... Well, the only thing I'd that? say there is in referring back to the transmission fight, G the evil, this, the fight isn't, of course, a military fight. It's not a physical fight. There's no violence involved. It's a, it's a fight with the, if you like, the weapon, in inverted commas, of love. And uh, this sentence, despite reception, send forth my love of thee. That's the thing that, we get, we, that the spiritual worker will send back uh, to fight the evil. And the last part of the prayer, Almighty God, give me the power and strength to rise above my karmic weakness, the deficiencies, and the pattern of my evolution, so that I might evolve and become stronger, I and even stronger, in thy everlasting light. O God, thy will be done. So, Richard, how about um, since in the transmission by Mars Sector 6, um, this cosmic master talks about um, the white light and the violet flame, I could begin with those practices, get everybody yes. to join with the prayer and end with the practice of the present. Which Sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. Does that sound good? Beautiful. And then if you have any closing words before we hand over to Courtney, then that sounds yes. like a, <laughs> a good plan. That sounds great. Yes. Okay, so let's, um, everybody listening, stop what you're doing and uh, be seated for a few moments and let's breathe deeply and evenly, calm ourselves. And now using the great power of visualization, placing the hands, palms downwards on the knees, let's visualize a brilliant, scintillating, living white light coming down through the living ethers, entering our head, charging every cell of the brain. Take it down through your neck and shoulders and lodge this into your heart center, which is situated just in front of the breastbone. And now let us sink downwards to the wonderful Mother Earth beneath our feet. And let us humbly request from this great goddess a violet flame, and allow this to flow upwards through and around every part of us, a physical and auric structure filling us with this cleansing, protective flame, and allow this to flow up some 30, 40 feet or more above the head. Do not limit this violet flame. And now let us raise our hands with the palms facing outwards as we join together in this beautiful prayer, prayer, for spiritual work. Almighty God, I bless all those who because of their limitations would smite me. Almighty God, I bless all those who because of their weakness would not heed me. Almighty God, I bless all those who because of their ignorance would defile you through me. And I ask, Almighty God, O wondrous power, that your strength may be given to me now, so that I might be fortified by this, 
so that I might go forward bravely into the world and despite reception, send forth my love of thee throughout all races of man. Almighty God, give me the power and strength to rise above my karmic weakness, the deficiencies and the pattern of my evolution, so that I might evolve and become stronger, I and even stronger, in thy everlasting life. O God, thy will be done. Let us now close with the beautiful practice of the present, which is wonderful practice to end all your spiritual prayers and practices with as published in Realize Your Inner Potential. In first place, your left hand uh, on the solar plexus center with the right hand on top. And now once again using your powers of imagination, of visualization, let us visualize a brilliant scintillating living white light and bring this down into your heart center. And now let us once more humbly request from the Mother Earth her violet flame. And bring this upwards, right up into your heart center, amalgamating there these two forces, the white light with the violet flame. And take these two forces as one upwards and out through the top of the head. And visualize there suspended like a miniature sun, a golden sphere. And offer these two forces in sacrifice and bring down now the wonderful golden essence from this golden sphere, divine spark. And allow this to flow through and around every part of you, filling you with this light of God. See yourself as a golden ovoid, radiating like a sun to shine. Let us hold this visualization for a few moments. Feeling yourself all strength, all love, all light. Close this practice. Great peace, great peace, great peace. Thy will, almighty God, be done. And now place the right hand palm once over the left in a swiping motion. The mudra of detachment. We're detaching from this spiritual uh, work that we've done. And now we're ready to move into uh, the next part of our lives, whatever that might be. So thank you, everybody, for cooperating with this. And uh, as I say, please do uh, get hold of this wonderful prayer and practices will really, really help you in this time when we really are uh, called upon to not just stand by and watch things deteriorating upon our planet, but to act spiritually. So, Richard, if you'd like to close with um, some words for people uh, along this subject. Yes, well, thank you very much, Chrissy. That was absolutely beautiful. And um, 
That's the, the weapon at our disposal, and it's a very, very powerful weapon, the weapon of light, the violet flame, which is a protective practice that you can do uh, if you ever feel in need of doing it, not just if you feel interference, but just to cleanse and protect you in your everyday life. And, of course, prior to doing spiritual practices, it's a wonderful thing to do. And then, of course, the golden light as well. And I'd just really like to close by saying that you know, as well as these efforts that we can make, we have to be very, very grateful that there are a very small number of extremely advanced and highly specialized masters who've devoted themselves and risked their all to mm. go down to those lower astral realms we referred to head-on and deal with certain of these, as the master theorist calls them, great dark forces. And this is a very delicate subject, and one that we will uh, introduce you to uh, quite gently. Uh, we'll refer to a particular text, which is called The Three Saviors Are Here, and just give you some insights, which I'm sure, unless you're familiar with the Ethereum Society, you won't have heard anywhere before, because it's something that, if it ever did happen in the past, wasn't really spoken about much, uh, and extremely rare indeed, and yet absolutely crucial to the future of our world. And the missions that these great masters have performed in these days, these days of Armageddon, so-called, and so on, will be touching on. But I'll just give you one little thought uh, to take away with you before next month, and that is that one of these six was, in a former life, the great hero of ancient Greece, the son of Zeus, we call Hercules or Heracles. And he was, if you look at it, I don't know whether you're familiar with the labor, his labors, but if you look at them again, you can see that they were actually battles uh, with dark forces. They were tests of strength and trials of will. And, of course, he conquered them. So that's just an interesting little taster before next month, and thank you all for listening to Ethereus Radio Live. And thank you very much, Courtney, again, for hosting us. Thank you very much, Richard, and for introducing the next show, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. So please mark that in your calendars. And um, it's been uh, thank you very much, Richard, for sharing all your insights about these incredible transmissions and for help uh, assisting Dr. King in writing the book to realize your inner potential. So I'd like to hand over now you, to Chrissy. Courtney, who has... <laughs> who has, oh, thank you very much, has the um, closing announcements. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Wonderful show today. Um, I learned a lot, so thank you so much. You have been listening to Aetherius Radio Live. Aetherius Radio Live is your cosmic, cosmic connection the third Tuesday of each month at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can connect with the Aetherius Society at aetherius.org for all of the information events that I mentioned prior in the show. You can connect with Richard Lawrence by visiting his website, richardlawrence.co.uk. And you can connect with Chrissy Blaze by visiting her website at chrissyblaze.com or astrologycity.com. I want to thank you, everybody, for listening today. Thank you to Richard and Chrissy for having an amazing show, and we want to wish you a very happy January. Until next time, bye-bye.